Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Our Army at War number 172. Cover date, October 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artist, Joe Cooper, edited by Robert Kaniger. Featuring A Slug for a Sergeant. Written by Robert Kaniger. Art by Russ Heath. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Once I believed that when love came to me, to me, it would come with rockets, bells, and poetry. poetry. But with me and you, it just started quietly and grew. And believe it or not, now there's something. Easy Company is sent forward to probe enemy positions. As they march forward, Sergeant Rock spots Jeb Stuart and the haunted tank under fire. Easy rushes to the rescue, but Rock is captured. The Nazi soldiers want to exchange Rock for their own sergeant, who was captured by Easy. Concerned? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Sergeant Rock, Sergeant Rock, heart of gold and a foot long. Whoa! Bayonet. Oh, okay. It's a little early to go so blue in the program there. Well, I don't know where your brain is. I tried to come up with a song for Sergeant Rock. Oh, that would have made sense with the rhyming scheme there. Okay, well, hey, hello! Hi! How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, after having taken a two-hour nap, I'm feeling fantastic. Two Hours. Well, I did uh, get up very early, earlier than you, to go to church this morning. Well, I was awake. I just didn't crawl out of bed uh, until fair enough. half hour later. Yes, but we did. Well, unfortunately, I took a nap and you didn't. I know. I oh. tried, but yeah, at least I don't have that sleeping draft sickness anymore. How are your dreams? Oh, all mixed up. What's it like? Well... It's, I've had a running theme where I'm doing very busy things in my dreams, and also, on top of it, I'm a secret agent of some kind. For so, whom? Well, I don't know. Last night, I was uh, on an opera tour of a European seaside town, and, but I was also having to document Russian subs that were in the harbor. 
Oh my goodness. What a night. Well, the adventures of uh, me trying to work out uh, old issues with my mother continued mm-hmm. this week. Not to get too deep into it, but you know, my mother passed away in March. Mm-hmm. And last, and this week, the dream in which my mother appeared was played by none other than Hollywood ice queen Tilda Swinton. You know, she speaks Italian. Well, she didn't in my dream. But she sure did uh, uh, have expertise in cold stares and lots of judgy talk. There's a handful of actresses I would not want to portray my mother. Who? Uh, well, Tilda Swinton, obviously. Mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett. Uh, what? Yeah, mean, mean, mean. Okay. Uh, Dame Emma Thompson. Uh, wrong, but okay. Well, I, she would be either a fierce disciplinarian or a drunk. Okay, uh, what about, um, I, I, mine is, uh, vote is uh, Gwyneth Blah Blah. Okay, fair, because you'd have a funny name like Rhubarb or Stick. Or Shoe Leather. Yes. Yes, we call her Gwyneth Blah Blah because she talked like this in, when she was playing Emma. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Doris Day, sure. Oh, t- you want to have her as, yeah, yeah. as a mother? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Rosalind Russell. From oh, yeah. Every gay wants Rosalind Russell as her mother. I'd even take Betty Davis. Oh, she was good to her daughter, wasn't she? Well, no, her daughter turned out to be a kooky kook. Her daughter's a kook, but her daughter said she was uh, mean, and her daughter also said she physically transformed into a demon, so <laughs> I have my doubts about the veracity of her report. <laughs> That's true. It's on YouTube. What a busy weekend we had. We had dinner oh with my friends goodness. on Friday night. We, had, we both had very full weeks. Uh, Saturday, we got up early, and we cut the grass, and we, I fixed the grill, and then we went to, um, we went to dinner. Yes, and, and unfortunately, that made us late for uh, to see a friend's play. I'm sorry about that, friends, listeners. Um, we had a lovely time at the theater. Our friends did a great production, directed uh, by Jen George, who has been a guest star on this podcast. Oh, it was cute. Um, the only regret I have is that they didn't throw a body um, across the stage, like like a, oh, a you mannequin. Love, I a mannequin. love that, but I'm, I'm sure it wasn't written into the, into the no, play. No, probably not. Um, but anytime that anyone can write in a, a mannequin being tossed across the stage or dropped from the ceiling in the in a show, I'm totally 100% in, and I will be screaming with laughter at any time. I love that. Um, anyway, and so we went to Alma Bees for dinner here in Shepherdstown. Folks, yes. if you're ever in Shepherdstown, consider going to Alma Bees. It is called a Tapalachin. It's like a tapas mm-hmm. kind of place, but it, I mean, you get full. You can get small, yeah, yeah, small yeah. plates, medium plates, big plates. Oh, you can get any size plate you they want. Were, Absolutely slammed that night. So what we, we we thought it was fine just getting out in an hour, hour and fifteen minutes. We were it was an hour and forty five minutes yeah. that night. So, Plan appropriately. Yes. Um, now they do that to themselves because they're only open three hours a day. Uh, well, now I understand. I wasn't aware of that. Now I understand why they were so slammed. Yeah. Um, they didn't have a great bar though. <laughs> oh, and why we like we, it. We, yeah, we could only find the last two seats in the entire restaurant were at the bar, and we happened to be sitting right across from the counter where the woman makes the pastries and cakes. Yes, and that was cake theater. Sure. We had such a good time. We also talked about our trip for next year, didn't we? Yes, we want to go to France next year, listeners. Yes. So uh, it just so happened the barmaid. One of them had lived in France. It's told us everywhere we need oh, to go and what to do and all things. sorts of inside information. Yes. Speaking of guest stars, we also guest starred on. Oh my gosh, that's right, <laughs> the Brave and the Bob with Billy D, and that dropped this week. You can find that on the magazines and monsters podcast feed. We have been v v busy, haven't we? Well, not as busy as Billy D. He's got like 18 podcasts on that feed. How does he do it? I don't know. Oh my god, this one wears me out. I have to take a two-hour nap just Same. to do it. Okay, speaking of The Brave and the Bob and Bob Haney, I'm reading a terrific book. What are you reading? It's called The Team-Up Companion by Two Morrows Publishing. Okay. Uh, It's 
Well, it's all about team up comics, but its first part portion is all about the brave and the bold, and then there's a special section all about Bob Haney. Mm. What a life! Wow. Did you know that he? So Sergeant Rock originally appeared in a story, but not named Sergeant Rock. Okay. Written by Bob Kaniger, who wrote today's story. Okay. Then Bob Haney wrote the next story and named him Sergeant Rock. Ooh, was, Sergeant Rock. Was Bob Kaniger okay with that? Well. Apparently, because Bob Kaniger then just stole the idea and kept writing Sergeant Rock stories and locked out Bob Haney. Is that a compliment or is that, I mean, did they, was that a rivalry there? Or? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, okay. And it's probably fine because otherwise Sergeant Rock would have been fighting dinosaur robots. And Oh my God, we missed out on that? All right. Right? Don't worry. We still have the war that time forgot. Okay. Um, anything else to add about our week? God, isn't that enough? <laughs> well, I, I'm a busy man, and I think I might have added another something into my schedule here pretty soon. Oh so. no, no, not no, not the, not a church job or anything like that. Just um, just I think I'm going to try to start um, meeting regularly with another uh, guitarist, and we're going to start working on guitar duos. Well, so it's um, lovely. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. You know, speaking of duos, our army at war number one seventy two. <laughs> what a segue! We've got a duo of sergeants about to face off in a duel on the cover. Yes. When combat wasn't tough enough to kill either of these two sergeants, the, the Yank, Yank and the Nazi fought a private war to the death. A, a slug, slug for a, a sergeant. sergeant. That's something we usually do on the on the um, uh, inside page, the splash page. The splash but that's page. cool. That's, we could do it again. That's okay. Uh, cover by Joe Kubert. Whose birthday it is today. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. In heaven, Joe Cooper. He's dead. Is it disrespectful for me to, 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 to... I don't like when people put the death anniversaries of their... I don't. Friends. I'm sorry to any listener who does on that. On their cars. I'm, I'm so sorry, sorry. On their cars. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And you know what else I don't like? What? Sorry, not sorry. The teddy bears on the side of the road. I know because they look horrible. They don't stay new no. and beautiful with the flowers and the ribbons and stuff like that. They look like, like someone should do a photo study of those of those teddy bears. I'm, I'm sure it's, it's been done. Oh, but I, I might, like the subject material will be just way too sensitive right. to do. But and like, a, uh, fine, a memorial, a lovely little something there. Why not fine. something permanent? If you want to do right. a memorial, why not like pay a couple hundred dollars and have like a nice little metal plaque made mm-hmm. and something and and have that put there forever. Mm-hmm. You know, no one would remove that. But no, they make these handmade crosses and they hang the teddy bears on them and then the teddy bears get all weathered and mildewy mm-hmm. and then they hang on the cross like like Jesus and it's just oh it's so morbid yeah which is not what they intended when they put it there no yeah okay so Sergeant Rock of Easy Company inside front cover we have an ad for Batman the motion picture oh first time on the motion picture screen in color Adam West is Batman Burt Ward is Robin together with all their fantastic daring do and their dastardly villains too. I believe this starred Lee Merriweather in her only appearance as the Catwoman. Really? It's a fantastic movie, if you haven't seen it. You know, uh, one of her sisters and I were were exchanging about how dreadfully horrible it is for us to go into an antique shop. Yeah. That it is like, um, it's just too much for me to take in. Mm -hmm. I have some ADD. Sure. um, And so, what you know about. So, it's, it's really hard for me to take it all in. And the fight sequences in a Batman and Robin television series from the 1960s 
you know, with the, with the people running around and smash, pow, and yeah, pow, yeah, yeah. pow. That's what it's like for me to be in an antique shop. Mm. It's just like, whoa, too much for me to take in. So the only way I can actually make it through an antique shop is if I give myself something, one particular thing to look for, then I can focus. Otherwise, it's just too much, too much, too much. Sounds like you should stay away from villainy, chum. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. Sergeant Rock of Easy Co. Uh, Sergeant Schloom has gunned him down, and now he's going to finish him off. This is a fantastic perspective in this it, splash page it panel. It truly is. Interior art by Russ Heath, who famously was the... Well, Roy Lichtenstein stole his art for his pop art paintings and never gave him credit. Okay, so Roy Heath is his name? Russ Heath. Russ Heath, Russ Heath. I have to say, before we even get into this, just very simply, three cheers for Russ Heath. There is some, the panel exchange of the fist fight. Yes. Is ridiculously well done, full of energy, full of action. I cannot believe how many years we are into this thing, and I am literally saying this about this comic, but because when we first started reading these, I was like, massive eye roll, but I love this art. Well, usually Sergeant Rock is done by Joe Kubert, which I do love his art, but it's more... Uh, static? No, not static, but everybody looks tired and sweaty all the time. Oh, okay, okay. And Joe Kubert. Cool. Um, Russ Heath is just a little more... Has a little more bulk to it, I would say. A little more dimensionality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know how these artists can draw action like they do. Like, it looks like the what... I mean, because they're expert artists, obviously. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna regret that I even said that. Just move on. Uh, Russ Heath was known especially for his uh, drawings of equipment, planes, and tanks, and things. Oh, okay. He was meticulous about that, and other artists would actually clip his art as reference material for themselves to use. You know, uh, I noticed in one of the panels uh, the guns. How uh -huh. very well drawn the guns were. You know? We'll need to uh, talk to the weird warriors to find out exactly what types of guns they were, because I don't care. I didn't I, do any research in that no, part. I don't. Uh, and I don't think we've seen much Russ Heath. We might have seen him do a Johnny Cloud or a Haunted Tank, but this is certainly the first time we've seen him do Sergeant Rock. Okay. Okay. Too bad no one keeps a spreadsheet on that. Well, I do keep a spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> but honestly, you, you don't need to look it up. You don't, because I, I no, I'm not. Let, going honestly, to. let's just like move. Let's just talk about how great this comic is and move on and do something else next week. Sergeant Rock here, speaking what may be my last word. I thought I knew all there was to combat, but Sergeant Schloom taught me different, the hard way. In a, a slug, slug for a, a sergeant. sergeant. You know, there's just the slightest hint of your father's voice in that. Oh, not slight. It's perfectly intentional. Well, but I have to say your dad had a little bit more of an accent. Thank you. Schlum, of course, is German for slumber. Ah. So not the most threatening name for a Nazi no. sergeant. No. But uh, let's see what happens. Okay. Rob, do you think war is only the big stuff? Oh, no. War is the little stuff, too. Flying forts, dropping thousand pounders from 30,000 feet. Artillery throwing shells at targets 10 miles away. Tanks smashing concrete pillboxes. No, but war ain't all high flying, thundering, and smashing. No, war is also wild enough to have two sergeants, me and Nazi Sergeant Sloom. Sorry, I forgot to adopt the voice. 
shoot it out till one of us is left standing with his heart still pumping. Now that is your father's of voice. Of course, my father would pronounce it schlum. Schlum. And when corrected, would double down. Oh, <laughs> that's true. So, Sergeant Rock is pacing. They're having a duel with Sergeant Schlum. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing their ten paces, and they're about to spin... Sorry, small correction. Yes. Three paces. Three? Uh-huh. Why? Eins, zwei, drei. Oh, well, no, that's the count off to shoot. Oh, okay. Oh, I see, I see. Good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sergeant Sloom wheels around and fires off a mighty kapow and hits our Sergeant Rock. And he's down for the count. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Uh, the sergeant is making his way over to the motionless rock. Not motionless, because he did manage to roll himself over. Mm-hmm. But he can't get up. And he's going to just pop one in his skull. And finish, finish him, him off. off. But, giving Sergeant Rock enough time to see the flashback of his life. Well, unfortunately... Well, he's expecting to see his whole life spin yeah, in front of him, but unfortunately he gets only the last two hours. Yeah, just the past two hours. That would be terrible if we died right now, because what we'd see is the inside of our eyelids. <laughs> That's brilliant. Here's your life reviews. Honk, snee. Honk, snee. Let's have a flashback then, shall we? Mm-hmm. All right, Sergeant Rock is uh, leading the combat Happy Joes. To their next mission, their job is to probe until they make contact with the enemy so the brass will know how close the krauts are to us. Mm-hmm. Trouble is, we never know until they're too close. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And uh, suddenly, little sure shot, he's a Native American, of I, course. I you know that stand because stand uh, all the metaphors and similes. Of course, I you know a, a simile is a type of metaphor, but yes. um, similes use often just use like metaphors. Say something is something else. So the 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 like a or like yeah like a the, that phrase like a mm-hmm. appears on every single page of this comic. That's a hallmark of Sergeant Rock. Yeah, and then uh, so yeah, so it's it's awful. This this um, little sure shot. Yeah, my ancestors are sending me smoke signals, Sarge. <laughs> I can't see anyone or smell anything, but I've got that old familiar feeling that something's reaching for my scalp. He gets one paragraph, yeah, and there are two uh, just appalling Native American, you know, references. Right. He's also here. got feathers in his helmet. I'm willing to uh, uh, to to be understanding that in war, maybe. No, why would he have feathers in his helmet in during war? That wouldn't that make him more uh, uh, visible? Yeah, I was, well, they're red and white feathers, so yes. It would be like it'd be like painting a target on your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I just I'm whatever. But we no, just have he's to... got secret Indian sense, like Spidey sense, that warns him of danger. And it does in this case. It absolutely serves them well. It's just, yeah. what am I going to say? You know, it's like every, it seems like every time we're reading a comic from the 60s, we are apologizing on behalf of the white men who wrote these comics to say, wow, wow, sexist, racist stuff, you know, and that's what this is. But Now, if it weren't for Little Sure Shot, they would have been ambushed by this plane that's diving out of the sky. Yes, it must have been sitting in the sun, just watching us walk right into his sights. 
they're nowhere near the cover of forest. What they are near is a river, which they're going to dive into and dive under. Hey, the next time we talk to our friends, uh, the the weapons guys. Weird warriors? Yes. Mm-hmm. We need to ask him about bullets going through water. Like how far they can travel through water. Well, I'm actually wondering if a gun could even fire underwater because isn't there some kind of... Well, ignition it, involved. Well, or? yes, the gunpowder, uh, the friction of the trigger hitting that sparks a f- burst, a, a fire a, inside the capsule. So doesn't that need oxygen? Well, yes, I've seen the movies, and I know when you're wading across a river, you've got to hold your gun up above your head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Part two. Okay. Easy Company, Sergeant Rock. Uh, the Nazi fighter... Pilot must have shook the sauerkraut in him with a belly laugh as he dove toward the crystal clear stream. (laughs) Folks, you never had a dinner with Bob's drunken father, but this is like sitting down with him right now. (laughs) So uh, the pilot can see them under the water. Mm -hmm. So he starts firing. Luckily, Rock and Easy Co. can see him too because he's coming out of the sun. Yeah. So they just, up out of the water, they come and start firing, and they blow them out of the sky. Yeah, I was worried about that. I'm not worried. I was, I was questioning that because of the whole thing of bullets being wet and them pulling the guns out. But maybe that's possible. So chunks of Falkerwolf were still splattering all around us when CP buzzed me on the walkie-talkie bulldozer was lugging. Sugar candy to rock. Sugar candy to rock. <laughs> Contact the enemy yet. Over. Rock to sugar candy. Nothing yet except a fighter. He scored two KIAs before we nailed him. Olsen and Goldstein. We'll mark them and keep going on. Over. Anyway, they bury the Joes and put the rifles in the ground with their helmets. Standard practice. Mm-hmm. And then here comes Jackie Johnson. The only African-American member of his company. And he sings. He sings. He's usually not portrayed as a stereotype. But here he's only used to sing eulogies, which I will now perform in the voice of my father. (laughs) Old soldiers never die, never die, never die. Old soldiers never die. They just fade away. Your dad had a good singing voice, though. What? Pardon? I mean, for singing hymns. For singing hymns. For singing singing hill songs. Hymns and hill songs. Uh, He played a dirty trick on my sister once. What did he do? We joined a new church when I was nine years old. Uh And you had to go up the altar and, and get your... Blessing or whatever, communion. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then you had to sing. Um, and he sang in my sister's ear, Blessed be the tie that binds my collar to my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Combat Happy Joes, you heard the man. Old soldiers never die, so let's keep going. We got a job to do. Nice panel there with the crashed plane. Uh, I will say Jackie Johnson has his own 12-inch G.I. Joe figure. Way to go. Available on Amazon. It's $99. I think I'll buy it tomorrow. Thanks. Okay. As we hustled into the forest. See anything, Rock? Yeah. Ice cream soldier. Now, this would also have been a nickname that my father would have made up. And whether the person liked it or not, he would have continued to call it them until the day they died. 
I had no idea this entire episode was going to so heavily feature your father's. I didn't either, but when the muse takes me... Oh, I'm with it. Uh, my sister had an Indian friend, not American Indian, subcontinent right. Indian, yeah. named Samir. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- this was junior high school. Okay. And my father called him Shamu. <laughs> Even when it became clear that Samir was in- outraged and offended and said something, a junior high school student to a 60-year-old man, he spoke up. Good for him. Yeah. My father continued to call him Shamu. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. You have to understand Bob's father was a very complex, funny funny frustrating man guys ice cream soldier there's someone else out probing for a contact with the enemy i'll give you one guess about who's got the guts to even be ahead of the infantry (gasps) it's our old friend what i'm sorry i was gonna narrate but let's go ahead go ahead oh no go ahead not 200 yards away, I saw a familiar M3 as close as the end of my nose. It's Jeb Stewart's haunted tank. Yay! Now dead Confederate grandpa can talk to little Sure Shot's Indian ancestors. <laughs> I'd read that comic. I sure as hell would. Uh, Jeb Stewart and the haunted tank. fighting too, the Confederate, the Confederate, uh, the Confederate uh, general. Dead grandpa. Dead uh-huh. grandpa would be fighting with the, with the ancestors. Oh, he'd be yeah, they, uh, slaughtering them, yeah. most likely. Yeah, I'd, I'd read that just to see that, that carry on simultaneously with this, right? Oh, right, A right, spiritual right. warfare? No, we don't want to see slaughter. No, 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 no. I just mean like spiritual warfare of these two right. ancient enemies going on simultaneously with World War II. Uh, Jeb Stewart and Haunted Tank rush in with some machine gun fire, but suddenly this Nazi asshole picks up a bazooka. He's going to blow Jeb Stewart away. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Mm. Now, he's firing at the tank. The tank's about to start burning up, which means that the crew is going to have to escape. The Nazis are going to take over the tank. This is easy company, right? Uh, this is the Nazis are attacking the tank. No, I and mean, who's going to rush out and defend the tank? Easy company. Oh, easy company yeah, rushes yeah. So out to easy, defend. They rush out to defend. But now the Nazis have gotten in between... Easy company in the tank. Mm-hmm. And a fist fight ensues. A great classic World War II fist fight, Dis- also with bullets. Good art. It's fantastic. Brilliant. Uh, now, the Nazi sergeant has more tricks up his... Uh, wait. That Nazi sergeant had more tricks up his sleeve than a rattlesnake had rattles. Uh, Nazi sergeant has a smoke grenade of some kind. Meaning they can't see anything. So we see kind of hazy silhouettes of the Nazi sergeant mm-hmm. fighting Sergeant Rock. And just fists fists going everywhere. People fighting. Wonderful. You know, I, I, when I read this, I just sort of like scanned through it very quickly because you can't make any sense of this. No. Yeah. Just like war. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Sergeant Rock is knocked unconscious. He never sees who actually does the deed. Mm-mm. But he wakes up surrounded by Krauts. Yes. Captured Vic, by the enemy. Wake up, Sergeant! I've I've been captured by the enemy. Right. And then, you know, I just, we, we're going to get lots of, whenever there are W's, V's. You know. Yeah, I do appreciate the dedication to writing out phonetic English spoken with a German accent. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the corporal of this Nazi outfit gets in front of Rock and says, Yeah, your men rescued the tank crew. Oh, that's not very good. No, that's more like uh, Russian or something. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah, yeah, just yes. Yeah. yeah, your men rescued the tank crew, but I've... All we care about is that they captured our sergeant. They know that we have captured you. So they don't, they won't go far. Call them. Call them. Call, why wouldn't, be called them, right? We'll schwab. I schwab. don't know, I'm not a Nazi. We'll schwab you for Sergeant Schlum. Uh, yeah, he's got a walkie-talkie here. He wants Rock to call Easy Company and swap himself for the sergeant. Uh, nine, Corporal. Nine, Corporal. I'm not going to be the bait for a trap to slam down on my man. Sergeant Schlum won the Iron Cross three times. He was personally decorated by Hitler. He is the best soldier in, Fair, in the Fairmacht, the greatest army in the world. He is worth a hundred of you. Call your men. They will make the exchange. Call them. Call them. Name, rank, and serial number. That's all I have to give you. <laughs> uh, my father was not in the Army, just to be clear. He was in the Marines. He was in the Marines and the Navy. And the Navy. Uh, well, he fought in two wars, right? No, he would have joined uh, during the Korean police action. Okay. But he never saw any combat. He was okay. stationed in Hawaii. Okay. On KP duty, he had peeled the potatoes and the pineapples and whatnot. Mm-mm-mm. I think he never talked about it. I don't actually know what he did. Mm-hmm. I know that one of those branches of service, he uh, tried to section eight himself out. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Sure. Now, uh, this corporal gets on the horn and calls out to Easy Company and yeah. says that you know V have captured your sergeant and V know that you have captured our sergeant. Right. So he says, let us exchange our sergeants. It's not, uh, it is not a fair exchange, a sergeant for a sergeant. Now, Rock does not want Easy Company to comply, but they get on the walkie-talkie. They say, we want to hear Rock's voice. How do we know you're not impersonating him? Right. I'll tell you how you know, because Sergeant Rock talks like this. <laughs> no German could do that. Sergeant Rock gets on the horn and orders them to get into the tank with Jeb Stewart and, well, I don't know if they're all going to fit inside, but they're going to accompany the tank out of the area. Not unless, I mean, none of them has the power to phase themselves, right? N- no, yeah. I don't believe there's any but they could. superpowers involved unless you count Little Short Shots uh, communing with his ancestors right. and Jeb Stewart's dead Confederate grandpa. Right. Um, now, Rock orders them to escape, to take their prisoner of war and escape. And don't worry about me. And it's interesting because the corporal says, Stubborn fool, you're as stiff-necked as Sergeant Schlum. Now, Rock is getting himself prepared to go to POW camp, which uh, I've seen Hogan's Heroes. It looks like a lot of fun, actually. It doesn't. It does, I mean, it's obviously not like the... the Constant, the Nazi concentration No, camps. no, no. But no, they but, didn't but the have POW, that on Hogan's Heroes. No, no, no. The POW camps where they kept the Americans was hilarious. Sure. You can dig tunnels and sneak out and go to the pub and carry on and whatnot. All sorts of things. And wear great costumes. Oh, yeah. Who? I was wondering who thought it was a good idea to make a comedy show about a POW camp 20 years after World War II. 
Well, so I quickly Googled some fun facts. <laughs> well, you know, it was actually not, I mean, it was an allied POW camp, right? No, it was German POW camp. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was, it was, there were allied forces that were kept in the POW camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the actors playing the four main German roles were Jewish. Mm-hmm. One of the writers, main writers was Jewish. Uh, Klemperer, Banner, Leon Askin, mm-hmm. and Howard Kane were Jewish and all, but the latter had fled the Nazis during World War II. Mm-hmm. Additionally, Robert Cleary, who played the cooking French Corporal Lebeau, had been interned at a concentration camp. Wow. That's dark comedy for them to, I mean, to, to do something like that. But they, they had intentionally written something that was to be, to be funny a la... Remember the shows that were big this time included? I could just think of Green Acres and... Um, shows of that of that nature. They yeah. had they had they had pitched a different kind of show, but they ended up doing this show. Well, they originally pitched a show set in an American jail, and okay. then they got heard a rumor that uh, someone else was developing a show about an Italian World War II prison camp. Yeah, and so they quickly retooled their pilot. And this is I mean this is only twenty years after the end of World War II. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Werner Klemperer, who played colonel clink Mm -hmm. he stated at the time i am an actor if i can play richard the third i can play a nazi yeah but he did insist that hogan always won out over the doomkopf germans and you know the show wasn't exactly received by everyone to be hilarious you know i mean because the nation the whole world was reeling from that still so the show used the tagline if you liked world war ii you'll love hogan's heroes (laughs) Like, all, you know, and Mel Brooks even dug in deeper with the producers later on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, Werner Klemperer famously was a trained violinist and composer, or not mm. composer, conductor. Uh-huh. Uh, the theme song had lyrics. Are you ready? Oh, my God. Yeah. Heroes, heroes, husky men of war, sons of all the heroes of the war before. We're all heroes up to our heroes. You ask the questions, we make suggestions. That's what we're heroes for. Wow. Oh, there's four verses. Okay, I'm we not going to... Yeah. Um, many of the principal cast members made a movie together in 1968, The Wicked Dreams of Paula Schultz. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's well. thanks for that little uh, diversion. <laughs> I mean, you watch, you're like, you're like oh, who the hell makes a movie, or makes a television series about World War II? Well, yeah, you know, it was it was intentional. Just one more fact. subversive. Go ahead. The show first aired in Germany in 1992 Ooh. and was called Barbed Wire and Heels. <laughs> <laughs> what Hogan's Heroes? Yes. Oh my god. Uh, it was originally eventually changed to. Uh, Ein Käfig voller Helden, a cage full of heroes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see what happens with Sergeant Rock and Sergeant Schlum. Sergeant Schlum is not having it. He is outraged that his company would try to make a deal to trade him. Absolutely. He wants them to take Sergeant Rock right to prison. Mm-hmm. Take him to prison. Uh, now, Sergeant Schlum challenges Sergeant Rock to a duel. Mm-hmm. And Sergeant Rock... Accepts. Mm-hmm. First, it's a punching duel, and then I guess the winner of that gets to have a shooting duel. Yep. So we have it. a page of punches. Uh, yeah, and the pun- this is what I referred to at the be- beginning of our podcast. This is a great, like that bottom right panel where they are both just exhausted, standing there, facing off at each other. Mm-hmm. They could not be too. More masculine, more exhausted looking men, in, drawn in the in, just in that sort of. Exhausted but still defensive posture. It's great, and just the whole series of these punches really interesting. 
I don't usually care for these things, but they're really drawn well. Now, eventually they call for pistols. And now we're caught back up out of the flashback. Yep. And they are taking their paces, spinning, firing, and Iraq is down. And this is where he says, now he was goose-stepping toward... He wouldn't say goose-stepping. Now he was goose-stepping toward me like he was on parade. And then, uh, if this actually was my father, I repeat, (laughs) he was goose-stepping toward me. Like he was on parade. Now, I don't like parades, but I repeat. And I don't like Nazis. But was this goose yeah. stepping toward me. Yeah. Like he was on parade. <laughs> Rock is ready to. Rumble. Die. Oh, die. Okay. But guess what happened? Yeah. Rock's bullet had found Sergeant Schlum as well. But his stupid Nazi brain hadn't realized that he was shot until this moment when he's standing over Sergeant Rock. He collapses right collapses next to him. Collapses. Stares into Rock's eyes and says, You are a sergeant. You will understand. This is the way. A real soldier should die, not rotting away in some P-O-W. Sitcom is what he's going to say. <laughs> Once again... There's lots of ellipses drawn into that dialogue. It was Jackie who said the last word in a way only he could. All soldiers <laughs> never die. They just pass away. I repeat. <laughs> Wait, Bob. What was that um, recording you had of your father singing a hymn? Oh, it was amazing, guys. Uh, I was singing in a, uh, well, we used to have in college, we had these little coffee house concerts uh-huh. where people would just get up and sing. And and your folks come over to see They'd you, come over to see, and of course, in those days, just had a little handheld cassette player to mm-hmm. record things on, mm-hmm. and uh, he was holding it in his lap, and was. it was not me singing, it was my friend singing, but... My friend was singing Amazing Grace, because yes. that's what you want to hear at an evening coffee house. Maybe, and, and fit into the evenings performances. My father was singing along, so that's all you could hear on the handheld. Yeah. Uh, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. Solo. How great I thou art. <laughs> that makes me cough. <laughs> what have you got coming up this week? Me? Yeah. Oh, I got a busy week. I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. Wow. Yes. You and, know how to live. Yeah, and I'm going to some lecture on Tuesday night. Gross. Uh, no, no, it's good. It's good. Um, and uh, that's about it. I mean, I got um, Tuesday's my big guitar day. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. um, let's see. A bird. Let's see. It's a, I don't I don't have. Oh, see. Constitution Day. That's what it is. Oh, sure. Uh, Announced uh, the 18th annual Tom E. Moses Memorial Lecture on the United States Constitution will take place on Tuesday, September 20th at 7 p.m. in the Robert C. Byrd Center for Congressional History and Education. The speaker will be distinguished scholar Norman Ornstein, um, emeritus scholar. So we're going to... I've heard of him. I've heard of Norm Ornstein. You have? Sure. Okay. Well, he's giving a speech uh, at 7 p.m., and so I'll go to that. 
And uh, let's see, I'm just looking for any sort of exceptional things happening this week. Nope, nope. Yeah, well, we teach on Thursday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice day on Friday. And let's see, I'm t- and uh, Saturday, we got, oh, yep, yep. Oh, I got a wedding on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go to a colleague's art exhibit in yes, Frederick. Yes, we sure yes, are. So. Well, I'll see. I live in the moment, so I can't ever really make plans. Well, one of, of us will be there. Um, you can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your free podcast downloaded from. And you can find us right back here next week with Uh, another fantastic comic. I hope you have laughed along with us. We have enjoyed this. And please know that this is, of course, war material is very serious, obviously. But we try to make light of it as much as we can. Just like the producers of Hogan's Heroes. And Mel Brooks. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess we ran out of material. I guess we did, unless we want to do this second story in Sergeant Rock. God, no! (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) In that case, bye! Bye! Life's getting better